This Money Wise podcast is underwritten in part by Eventide, believing that investing is more than just returns. It's an opportunity to partner with companies that align with your values and are making a positive difference in the world. You can learn more at eventideinvestments.com. One number can save you a lot of money, and it's not how much is in your paycheck or bank account. Hi, I'm Rob West. I'm talking about your credit score. A good one can be as good as money in the bank. But how do you get one or improve yours if, shall we say, it's a bit lacking? I'll tell you today, and then it's on to your calls at 800-525-7000. That's 800-525-7000. This is Money Wise. Biblical wisdom for your financial decisions. In Proverbs 22, Solomon writes, A good name is more desirable than great riches. To be esteemed is better than silver or gold. So this is about more than money. As followers of Christ, we always want to act in a godly and righteous manner so that others will hold you in high regard. Your good name gives glory to God, whom you serve. Now that we've established that, in the financial world, a good credit score is a good name, and it literally can mean having more silver and gold in your pocket. It's how lenders judge you. The higher your credit score, the lower the interest rate you'll be offered when you apply for loans, credit cards, and mortgages. That much you probably knew. What many people don't realize, however, is that these days your credit score may also determine what you have to pay for home and auto insurance. The higher your score, the less you pay. And increasingly, employers are using candidates' credit scores in their hiring decisions. A candidate with a high credit score might be offered a job over someone else, all other qualifications being equal. That also translates to more money in your pocket. To build or raise your credit score, the first thing you need to do is get a basic understanding of how the credit system works. And for our purposes, let's concentrate on your FICO credit score. That's the one most lenders use. It's based on the information held in your credit reports at the three credit bureaus, Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax, and ranges from 300 to 850. Anything lower than 580 is considered poor. 580 to 670 is fair. 670 to 740 is good. 740 to 800 is very good. And anything above 800 is exceptional. Your score indicates the likelihood that you'll repay the money that's loaned to you. That number is based on five factors, your payment history and whether you've made any late payments, the length of time you've had each account, your balances versus your available credit, the types of accounts you have, and the number of new accounts. But what if you don't have any of those items on your credit report? It's a chicken and egg kind of thing. How do you get credit if you don't have any? You do that by opening a secured credit card. It has a credit limit equal to the amount of money you deposit in a designated savings account, and the bank uses that as collateral. It will then allow you to make charges on the card up to that limit but you don't want to do that. Instead, just make one routine budgeted charge a month and then pay it off in full when the bill comes in. Now, you want to make sure the card is one where the bank reports your activity to the credit bureaus, but that's usually the case with secured cards. But check. 
Once you start using the card the way I described, you begin to build a solid credit history. You can also get something called a credit builder loan if you go to the website self.inc. That's I-N-C. They'll help you set it up. By the way, you can also get this type of loan from some banks and credit unions. Here's how it works. Uh, you apply for and get the loan. Usually the amount is from $300 to 1000 When approved, you don't actually get the money. It's put into a CD, and you make monthly payments that are reported to the credit bureaus as loan payments, building your credit history in the process. When the loan's paid off, you get the money you've paid into the CD, plus a little interest, minus a fee the bank charges. So it works like a secured credit card, but for an installment loan, having both would build a favorable credit history and score even faster. Uh, You can also become an authorized user of someone else's credit card to build a credit history. Usually that's a parent or some other family member. Just make sure that person has a solid credit score. And you don't actually have to use the card. As long as the primary owner uses it and makes regular on-time payments, you'll get the benefit of good reporting on your credit. If you have a low credit score, the steps to increase it are simple. Make all of your payments on time. Pay extra so you reduce the amount owed versus your available credit. It's going to take some time, so make sure you're patient. I hope that's helpful to you. Your calls are next, 800-525-7000. We'll be right back. Do you ever feel stressed or anxious about money? If so, that's normal, but you don't have to accept that. You can find peace of mind and financial security. Learn how with the 31-day devotional, Money Seeking God's Wisdom. You'll find powerful scripture and practical exercises for spiritual and financial growth. You can request your copy with a gift of any amount. Would you consider a monthly or one-time gift by December 31st? Just visit moneywise.org slash give. How should we as Christians think about investing? What if we could invest our money in a way that aligns with what we believe? At Eventide, we believe it is possible to love God and love our neighbor in the very practice of investing. We design investments for performance and a better world so you can invest for the future with a sense of wholeness and purpose. We call this investing that makes the world rejoice. More information is available at investeventide.com. Welcome back to Money Wise. I'm Rob West, your host. We're taking your calls and questions on anything financial today. The number to call is 800-525-7000. That's 800-525-7000. Hey, before we head to the phones, uh, let me mention, you know, many of our listeners come from the uh, Crown Financial days. Now, obviously, Crown Financial Ministries still very much in existence, doing great work, producing new studies. But before that was Christian Financial Concepts, Larry Burkett's ministry. And Larry popularized the uh, envelope system of budgeting, where you actually fund real envelopes, and mainly for discretionary 
discretionary spending. And when the envelope was empty, well, you didn't spend anymore. And it's a very effective way to budget. A lot of folks still use the physical envelope system today. Well, uh, then we had smartphone apps and uh, websites that created digital versions of that. One of the most popular, and in fact, it was promoted heavily by Crown Financial Ministries and CFC back in the day, was called Envelopes. Envelopes. They made the digital envelope system. Well, Envelopes announced last week that they're shutting down. They're closing down their doors, and uh, they're not going to be operating anymore. And uh, if you were an Envelopes user, uh, we would love for you to check out the MoneyWise app. In fact, there's been lots of discussion. We're hearing from lots and lots of folks who were former Envelope users who are finding MoneyWise and saying, wow, this does essentially the same thing. We have a similar digital envelope approach, but actually with some enhancements and improvements for a modern app. And if you uh, are either looking for a digital envelope system, a way to manage your money, or you're a former envelopes user wondering what's next, well, again, we'd love for you to check out the MoneyWise app. You'll find it at our website, moneywise.org. You can click the app button or head to your app store, wherever you get apps, and just search for MoneyWise Biblical Finance. Also, check out our community at moneywise.org. There's questions being posted every day, but one of the most recent conversations is folks who are coming from envelopes who've tried MoneyWise, the MoneyWise app, and are loving it, and they're talking talking about it there in the MoneyWise community. So perhaps you can read about their experiences if you're wondering whether it will provide uh, a solution as an alternative to envelopes. So just wanted to mention that today. I know we're hearing from lots and lots of folks who are finding us for the first time as a result of envelopes going away. All right, let's head to the phones. 800-525-7000 with whatever is on your mind today, financially speaking. We're going to begin in Macon and Lee. Welcome to the broadcast. Go right ahead. Okay, thank you. I, I really enjoy your show. Um, thank you. I have three questions, and it, you know, should I start with the most important one, or does it matter? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take all three. We're running a special today, Lee, so you get three ah, for the price of ah, one. Okay, go right good. ahead. The first, well, we have some money in a couple of CDs that we just uh, kind of earmarked as an extreme emergency, like the three to six month type savings, and and but we still have an emergency account also. But I was thinking okay. of converting one of them. It's about 10000 to the I-bonds. It just seemed like yeah. it made more sense. And I like so that I, option a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, you're the reason. <laughs> you helped me decide it. But um, Good. The other thing, that I think I read that you, the taxes would just be on the interest, and it doesn't actually happen until you cash it in. So. I was worried on the about I that bonds. That's true. Yeah. So you'll have to redeem the CD, and uh, is it coming due anyway? It's not, but it's only like seventy six dollars for the year. That's how little okay. it's made. That's okay. what she, Very good. she said at the bank. Yeah, so if you pull out of that CD, you'd have to liquidate that first, put that money in your checking or savings account, then open your uh, online account at treasurydirect.gov. That's the Treasury's website. And then once you do that and the funds settle in your checking or savings account, you'll just electronically transfer them in to buy the electronic I-bonds. You'll pay the tax on any interest from the CD. And then with the I-bond, you're correct. You, uh, you will pay the taxes at the end when you earn the interest uh, at the time that you redeem that bond. Great. Okay. So the taxes that I pay on it would be like when it's time to pay taxes, but just have that money ready. Is that kind of how that goes? Or The taxes on the I, CD? Yes, sir. 
Yes, exactly right. So uh, you have, during the year, uh, the income that you receive is taxable, and you'll get a 1099-INT, standing for interest, and the amount of the interest earned during the year is reported on your tax return. So whenever you file your taxes, you'll just report the amount that's provided on that 1099-INT from your bank. Okay, I understand that. Thank you. Thank you. And Great. the other question, if you had a second, is um, sure. I have many adult children. <laughs> we have many children, and one in particular is doing well financially. And so they just wanted to give us, like, as just kind of, they call it mad money, just for fun, just like, do we want to travel or do some things? And we, we, we own our own home, but we live on a pretty limited budget because my husband's retired and I'm semi-retired. But we're, you know, we're doing fine. We don't really want them to support us. That wouldn't be right. So we didn't know if it was right to accept that or not. Yeah. You know, I think that's up to you. I mean, clearly they've read the passage in Scripture, honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and you may live long in the land. I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat joking there, but at the same time, we are to honor our parents, and perhaps this is a way that they're excited about doing that. They've been blessed financially. They'd love for you all to enjoy some of that, and they want to provide uh, some money for you all to go out and, and enjoy this season. I think the question for you all is, are you comfortable accepting that? I don't think there would be anything wrong with that. I think the key is to make that decision as to the parameters around which you would accept you know, their assistance or a gift for a specific purpose. If you decide you would be open to it, then tell them, hey, here's how we'd like to do this. We don't want you to support us. We're not looking for a monthly check. But if you all wanted to do something as a gift periodically to bless us, we're going to receive that. And, you know, there's obviously no expectation on an ongoing basis. But I think at the same time, if you decided, you know what, we just aren't comfortable with that. We'd like to have them redirect that into additional giving or something else. I think that's perfectly appropriate as well. But uh, I think if if the Lord has blessed them and they want to use that to bless mom and dad, I would just receive it and uh, be grateful. I appreciate that. That's, that's wonderful. <laughs> and, uh, yes, ma'am. I guess they'll, they'll get blessed as well. I guess, like that's exactly said. right. <laughs> yeah, they'll be thrilled seeing you guys enjoy that. I'm confident in that. Well, thank you. And I guess that's all, unless you had anything else. I think that'll do it, Lee. Thank you for your call today. If you think of anything else, give us a call back. We appreciate you checking in with us. 800-525-7000 is the number to call as we apply God's wisdom to your financial decisions and choices each day here on Money Wise. Uh, Quickly to Jackson Hole, Wyoming. What a beautiful part of the country. Jim, go right ahead, sir. Well, Rob, it's a pleasure talking to you, and I'm sitting here in the sunshine taking a break from my painting job. Hey, um, here's my situation. Um, After a divorce nine and a half years ago, uh, we just put our house up for sale in three days uh, after it was listed. We got a cash offer on it, and we signed all the contracts, and we're rolling to um, uh, a—we're getting paid um, at the end of the contract. It's January 4th. Um, Okay. And so for the first time in my life, I'm going to have some real money that I have to manage. And um, I want to just get some advice on where I should start the process of um, addressing the fact that I'm suddenly going to have maybe $800,000 on one day from the next. Yeah. So this is not money you're planning to redeploy in real estate. Is that right? Well, that's that's no, I'm not. I can't say that for sure. Um, okay. Because I can't Let's do this. purchase here. 
Yeah, no, it makes sense. So I, I've got a couple more questions for you, but let's talk about this. I've got to hit a break, but if you'll stay right there, Jim, on the other side of it, we'll unpack this a bit more and I'll give you my thoughts. This is Money Wise. I'm Rob West. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Siri, what's the best way to save for college? Hmm, I'm not sure. Well, what does the Bible say about co-signing for a loan or investing for retirement? I don't know that either, but you can find those answers on the free MoneyWise app. Really? Sure. You can connect with the online community and get answers and encouragement from MoneyWise coaches. That sounds great. Siri, download the MoneyWise app. Got it. Learn, Learn more, more at MoneyWise.org. Hey, Greg, I need some advice. Oh, what's up? I'm really struggling with finding ways to cut back. With costs going up, especially in healthcare, what do you guys do? Oh, uh, we use CHM, Christian Healthcare Ministries. It's a health cost sharing ministry that's been sharing members' eligible medical bills for over 40 years. Sure helped us stick to our budget. Hmm. Uh, here's the website chministries.org. C-A-C-H-Ministries.org. Welcome back to Money Wise. I'm Rob West. This is the program where the 2300 verses on money and possessions found in God's Word intersect with today's financial decisions and choices. The number to get in on the conversation, 800-525-7000. 800-525-7000. Jim in Jackson Hole just before the break was sharing that he's about to come into a significant amount of money as he sold a home there in Jackson Hole quickly and uh, he'll have uh, a little uh, more than $800,000 come January, uh, or right around the beginning of January. And Jim, tell me your plans from here. You know, what, what are you planning to do as far as housing is concerned? Well, I've, I've been in a, a, a great location for the last uh, nine and a half years. The, my ex and uh, my two daughters lived in the house per our degree, uh, you know, our agreement, um, just to keep them at a home base. But one's off to college and the other's graduated from college. So oh, wow. um, I can stay here or stay in my place. I've got a place that's, you know, secure, I don't know, for another year or two. Uh, so I, I'm not in a, you know, I don't have to run away. Um, and, um, you know, it's a great town, so I'm not you know, running out of town, you know, yeah. soon, but, um, so I've got a stable place and I'm going to have the money. Um, but it's a matter of, uh, starting for the first time in my life and I'm 64 years old, Rob. And, yeah. uh, the first time that I actually have to manage some money, I do have a sure. $200,000 IRA account. That's just been, you know, I've not been involved in the management of that, but that's yeah. sitting there on top of this. Okay. So you have an advisor that's managing the 200,000. Yes. Yeah. I've got a TIA, CREF, and uh, Wells Fargo's advisors. There's two accounts, actually. Okay, great. And when you say you've got a place for the next year or two, are you renting? And this was a rent, you know, this was another property that you just sold? This was a rental. Yeah, just a rental. It's a beautiful studio with $10 million views, Rob. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I can only imagine. I was just there for the first time this summer. We went on a tour, oh, uh, Grand Canyon and yeah, the whole thing, Grand Tetons and Yellowstone and Jackson Hole. It was amazing. Um, I see the so, sunrise on the top of the Grand Teton every morning. 
Anyway. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's incredible. Well, I think the key is to kind of put this into buckets, if you will, and just say, you know, any portion of this that you think you're going to redeploy in the next five years, we probably want to keep it pretty conservative and out of the market. Uh, any money that you think is longer term, meaning you don't have plans for it, it's just a part of your overall assets that you're trying to grow for the future. Well, I think this is a great time to begin investing, but this is obviously a significant sum of money. And so I think that's where having an advisor that somebody who's trusted, and maybe that's one of the advisors you have right now, but I think having somebody take discretion over this and manage it with your goals and objectives is really clear, Jim, and uh, and, and necessary. And I think the other piece is just the planning side of it, you know, really taking a look at what has God had for you in the next season based on everything you know today and what might your lifestyle look like and what ultimately is your financial finish line in terms of how much you need to accumulate. And once you've established what that is, and if you're on track to get it or already there, then that gives you more flexibility with the income that you're earning to, you know, do more giving and really look at other opportunities to, you know, repurpose those assets along with your values and priorities. But I think a plan plus the ongoing management of not only the existing 200000 but this additional significant sum of money for that portion that is, you know, really, I would say has a 10 year plus time horizon. This is a great time to get that working for you in the market while we're down, you know, 20 plus percent. So sounds like you're on the right track, Jim. I'm confident God has a lot for you in store in the days ahead. And if we can help along the way, don't hesitate to reach out again. And thanks for listening. Uh, let's head all the way to Florida, West Palm Beach. Hey, Victor, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Hi, uh, how are you doing, Rob? Uh, my doing question great. is really simple. I am a very frustrated motorist right now. I drive a, a city van Dodge van, and for some reason, I cannot seem to get a break on the insurance. People want to charge me $400 or plus a month uh, on each, to insure this van. Prior, prior, with my prior insurance company, I had it until the point where they called me to uh, reevaluate my insurance and they wanted to bring it up to $425 a month. Yeah. So uh, I, I just can't afford that. I, I, that's, a sure. time, that's almost $50 less than what I pay for my, my van itself. Um, yeah. yeah, that's So a, that's, I heard you say it once that we can't bargain to get cheap insurance, but I cannot seem to... Uh, find anything that sure. is worth it. Well, a couple of thoughts. Do you, are you a homeowner? No, sir. I'm not a homeowner, okay. nor okay. Uh, this one is also financed. I'm almost done okay. paying for it, but it's financed. Okay. Well, uh, what I was going to say is if you have homeowner's insurance, looking to bundle it with one carrier can usually get a better rate. I would look at one of the online uh, tools to find the best rates out there to shop the various options for you. I'd go to policygenius.com or thezebra.com. Kind of a funny name. Thezebra.com or policygenius.com. Put in all your information and they'll use that powerful search engine to go out across all the companies and find you the very best rate. I'd start there and see what you come up with. God bless you. Hey, Fort Myers, Florida is where we're going to finish up today. Glenn, you'll be our final caller. Go ahead. Hey, Rob, thanks for taking my call. Um, yes, sir. I uh, retired uh, in 2016, and um, um, I have a, um, uh, I had about just under $600,000 in my 401k, and I rolled it into Vanguard funds. 
uh, diversified um, in, at that time, 50, 50% bonds, 50% stock. We're losing you a little bit there, Glenn. I think we've got a bad sell signal. Maybe you can shift to the right or to the left. We'll see if we can clean that up a little bit and let you keep going. Okay, is that any right. better? It is better. So I understand you had you had nearly six hundred thousand when you retired. You moved it moved it into Vanguard, and you you think you had an allocation of fifty fifty between stocks and bonds. Is that right? Right, and and of the fifty percent, uh, I had thirty percent in uh, international stocks and bonds, and seventy percent in domestic stocks and bonds. So okay. I've been very happy with Vanguard, and um, over the the first four or five years of my retirement, I was able to. Uh, have an income stream of about $3,500 a month and not even touch my principal. I wanted to wait till I was 70 to file for Social Security and get the max because my wife and I are debt-free and we can live on Social Security plus a part-time job I have. So my question now is that $600,000 has gone down to about 500000 and I'm currently invested 60% bonds and 40% stocks. Okay, let's do this. Unfortunately, I'm out of time, but I want to be able to finish. So you stay on the line. We'll talk a little bit more off the air. We appreciate so much all of your calls. You know, here's what we want to do each day on this broadcast. We want to understand God's heart as it relates to our money, because we know there's 2,300 verses in God's word that deal with money and possessions. And the reason for that is because there's so much to say about our money and our hearts and ultimately our walk with the Lord. Would you come back and join us tomorrow? We'll be here for another edition of MoneyWise. MoneyWise is provided by MoneyWise Media and listeners like you.